Welcome to the iHealth Podcast, a podcast for you to relate to like-minded individuals discussing hot topics all related to rehab, fitness, and business. Brought to you by Iron Health from Westchester, New York. Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. We have Mike here, Mike Michael. Yeah, Mike, same thing. Sorry. Mike here. My mom Iron. would be pretty pissed if I said Mike, so Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> so we got Mike here from Iron Gold, which is a really cool gym. Opened up in Westchester how many years ago? Uh, no, we've only been over for like five months. Awesome. Wow. Four or five months now. Yeah. Scarsdale, eh? Scarsdale, yep. Scarsdale, New York, right off Gray Rock. So if you're familiar with it, like Garth Road. Kind of where the gym is, our address is Scarsdale, but we're considered East Chester. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like a weird it's like location. The same thing with it's yeah. Like Hassling, but yeah. It's yeah. It's like all of Westchester is like that. It's just everything's overlapping. And then one street, it's just, it's just it's a headache. That's funny. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's exactly how all these towns are. Everything. There's like borders yeah. and guidelines. And, and what's like funny that. is, too, like I've traveled all across the country and I have teammates and friends in every state and it's never like that anywhere else. Yeah. Like you try to explain it to them and they're like, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> what do they have? They just, I don't know. They must just live in a different planet or something. It's just a town. Yeah. Just or like in the country, yeah. it's like they go by fence lines, I guess there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're probably right. So I involved up in six months. And uh, Mike's taking some time out of his day to come talk to us, which is really yeah. cool. So thank you for that. Um, so, you know, with this goal of the podcast, obviously we're going to be interviewing a lot of people in Westchester and kind of just getting into the health and fitness realm and really just kind of picking people's brains and just have an open forum for everybody to listen in and kind of get to know what's around, what's out there, what's going on. Yeah, so, such a great idea. Yeah, it's cool. I'm, you know, and I hope it's it helps it launched. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, I checked it out on Spotify. Yeah. I was like, "What am I getting myself into right now?" I gotta, <laughs> yeah, listen up. It's still fresh. You know? <laughs> it's good. It's a good. It's a good idea. I wish I would have thought about it before you guys. <laughs> so, Mike, let's get into your story. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is that Iron Ball? How did it start? Like, why did you start it? Because I know, like, you know, obviously being a, a business owner, it's not a. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta want to do it. Yeah. No. I mean, honestly, I think my story is. It's a little weird. It's not a weird in a sense where, you know, I had a complete like life revelation. Uh, I'm from here, obviously. I grew up in East Chester, so I'm a West Chester boy. Nice. Um, I played Division One lacrosse at Loyola University of Maryland. No one's ever heard of it. I've heard but, of it. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. first. Uh, but no, I competed for a national championship pretty much every year. So like, it's a small school, but for lacrosse, it was like really big. Um, and I think you know the biggest. The hard, biggest dilemma when any kid goes to college is they don't really know what they want to do, right? Like, did you guys know you wanted to do what you do today? No. No, right? Uh, so I went to school. I kind of was just in limbo all the time. Um, I think my first day on campus, I didn't even get to decide my major. Our, uh, our athletic, I guess, director, whoever it was, chose it for me. Um, and I majored in communications. Mm-hmm. And I guess... From my perspective, when I, I'm the type of person where I kind of like when I went to decide to go to Loyola, I didn't really know anything about it. I mean, I was a young kid. I think I committed to Loyola when I was 15 years old. Wow. So I had wow. zero direction. So you're nasty. Other <laughs> I mean, Wait, 15 is a sophomore. No? 15 yeah. years old. Is yeah. That and that was at before back then uh, it was fine. Wow. Um, you can't do that now. No, 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 you can't do that now. <laughs> Um, but no, I was, I didn't really have any idea what I wanted to do. I remember I would tell 
colleges that would call me, they would ask me like, what do you want to do in college? Or what do you want to do with your life? As a 15 year old kid, I had no idea. Yeah, no idea. I remember I told one school I wanted to be a dentist. I hate going to the dentist, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, you guys have an awesome dentist school. That'd be cool. Wait, wait, what was like, why'd you choose that though? Because they had a good school or like your mind was like, just because be lacrosse, okay. yeah. oh, because it was North Carolina University uh, Chapel Hill at the time was really good. The state. And I remember I was on the phone with the coach and he was like, well, what do you like about Carolina? And I'm like, uh, great dentist program. <laughs> great dentist program. I want to be a dentist, <laughs> but that's just the way I was. So when I got to Loyola, I had no direction. Um, I struggled in every class that had textbook. I couldn't concentrate on these classes because I didn't enjoy them. Yeah. I mean, I would be going from 5 a.m. practice to class, back to the field for workout. Then I would have class again. And it was just like a for me personally, it was too tough to keep track of those classes. So as a communications major, um, when you first start as a comm major, you kind of get thrown into like a variety of classes because you can specialize in communications. So I took like graphics, video, photography, those type of classes, and I excelled in those because it was more of hands-on, like watch YouTube, learn how to do it, yeah. go be creative. And I loved it. So when I was in college, the, in the next, what, three years, sophomore, junior, senior year, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I knew I enjoyed those classes which were like graphic design one, contemporary digital design, more like hands-on stuff. Yeah. Um, so when I graduated, I still had no idea what I was going to do. I graduated with a major um, degree in communications, a minor in graphic design. Mm. What are you supposed to do with that? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would look on uh, Indeed every day and be like, what am I looking for? And it's just like, it was the most broad topic. Um, so I went to work for my dad. Um, what, what, did in, what did Indeed say? Like, what jobs came up? Uh, things that I would not excel in, like yeah. video game design. Like, I don't know how to design video games. I think it's a good lesson for, like, all the kids come, going through. Yeah, it is. Right? I mean, and I tell kids now that I work with, too, I tell them, like, don't settle on a school just because, um, you know, it's got the best lacrosse team or something like that. Like, you use your sport to go to the best school possible with the best variety of topics you can choose from. Don't go to a school that you know, limits you. And then all of a sudden you're there and you're just like in limbo. Like my brother does that right now. My brother mm. was at Fairfield, not playing lacrosse. And he's a junior now and he's still undecided because it's such a small school, yeah. not bashing Fairfield, but small school, small education. Like you don't have that much to choose from. So it's tough. Yeah. But thankfully lacrosse gave me a little bit more time because when I graduated, I was drafted to play professional lacrosse. Oh. So I still had that I guess a couple months to make my decision on like, okay, if I don't want to do this, like what can I do for work or something? So between training to play professional lacrosse, I was working for my dad. My dad's a contractor in Westchester County. So I was doing project management. So I was kind of like in this limbo state that every kid goes when they graduate from college. They don't really know what they're doing. Using that communication. Yeah. Like I'm, and I still have this communication diploma hanging up in my apartment. And I have no <laughs> idea what he even says. Um, and it's just, it's funny um, how things work out, but, how did Iron Vault start? I, from being a Division One lacrosse player, I was always in the weight room. There are really only four places you spend time when you're at that high end of an athlete. You spend time in the study of the library, the field, the weight room, or the cafeteria. Mm -hmm. So I literally only bounced between those four places. Um, and I just had so many different strength conditioning coaches over the years um, that I got kind of like a taste of – what I didn't like and what, yeah, what I did like. Um, I mean, I had strength coaches that were 
they were like special. They would specialize in like army training, like body weight sandbag stuff. I had a powerlifting coach, um, Renaissance periodization. Are you guys familiar with them? Coach Mike, he came to Loyola like one year. Yeah, he's a super nice guy. Um, I think he honestly, he's huge. He was a bigger influence, I think, because he came and did a seminar with us. And I think from that moment on, I kind of was like, wow, like I do really enjoy the weight room. I think that would be something that I would like to do. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when I got out of school, I was in a limbo state where I was like, what, do, what am I doing right now? Like, I have no direction with my life. What, what can I go back to that's going to make me happy? And that was kind of it. I said, you know what? I'm going to open a gym. I love working out. It's been part of my life for eight years now, right. nine years. Um, this area, it's, it's in need of a serious gym, but a serious gym in a sense where someone like me, like – I don't come off as a hard little guy. I I just got Starbucks before I came here. (laughs) But that's 90% of Westchester County. They want to go work out at a cool gym. They want to feel hard. And then they want to go drink Starbucks after. (laughs) And, like, that's what it is. And and that's me. And that's just the way I am. And I was like, you know what? I think this would be a great opportunity. Um, And so far, it's been just a lot of fun. No regrets so far. And, uh, look, it brought us together today. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, like, when was, like, the realization was, like, oh, I'm going to open up a gym? I think, so, when I got drafted to play professional lacrosse, professional lacrosse, I don't even know if you guys even know there's a league. Do you guys know there's, there's a league? There's no one like the there's Lizards. Multiple. There's three or four leagues. Okay. Um, and I think my goal my entire life as a kid, I always wanted to be some type of athlete right um, like yeah. everyone wants to do that but like for me it was kind of different like I was the kid that would go out in eighth grade around town I'd bring my stick with me yeah. and I'd get made fun of for it but I was always be like this is cool like I want to be a professional cross player and people would make fun of me they'd be like yo you can't make any money like that blah blah and obviously like I wouldn't listen um and I think it motivated me to be more of a whole person than just being a professional cross player um, so I kind of, when I had the opportunity to play, I kind of stepped back for a second. I was like, okay, am I actually going to go through with this or do I want to do something else in my life? Mm. I said, you know what? Like I have the opportunity to fulfill a dream of mine as a kid, or I can pursue a new dream of mine. Something that I think at the moment I was like, this could be it. Like this could be my calling. And you know what? I played my cards and I said no to playing professional cross and, and I opened the gym and it kind of felt like the right decision. That's pretty um, awesome. And I think that's what made me feel so confident in making it where it was like a lifelong dream of playing professional sport or doing something that I think should is what I should be doing. And that was like the moment where I was like, I have to go through with this. Mm-hmm. Like if it's that, if it weighs that much in comparison to like what my life has been, I have to go through with it. Yeah. So that's like the moment I knew I should do it. Cool. Yeah. Do you, do you, would you own, so you never really wanted to own your own business? That's like that was. Um, I would say my dad was a really big influence. Like I said, he owns his own business. So I think growing up in a household where you see a, your father figure or your dad owning his own business or being an entrepreneur, doing his own thing, making his own hours, I think that to me was something that I always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I think again, the moment I knew that it was what I had to do was I went on an interview. And this is my only interview. I tell people this. My <laughs> only ever interview. I went to, I went to, I guess, men's warehouse. I bought a suit. Really expensive. No idea why. I was like, I have to look good. This is my first ever interview. I didn't shave. Um, and I show up and I'm sitting in this interview room like this. And I'm sitting across from this table and I'm like sitting there. 
And I'm looking at this guy interviewing me and I'm like, what does this guy have that I don't have? Like, how is this guy qualified to tell me that I'm good enough to make his, to do work for him? And I kind of like, I didn't even, they offered me the job. I don't even know what it was. It was for a marketing scheme or something like that. And I didn't even take the second interview because I said to myself, I don't want to work for someone else. I want to make my own times. I want to make my, make my own business decisions because at the end of the day, like if you want to be successful, like you need to do, make your own decisions. It comes and goes. Obviously there's different situations. Like you tack on with people that are successful and you follow in their footsteps. But that was a decision where I was like, I want to do my own thing. Yeah. I don't want to listen to someone else make my, you know, if I have to, if I would go have to go get coffee, like I would be really good at it, but it would be like boring. I would hate it. Yeah. Um, and that was it. Just you know, being around my dad and that interview was kind of like the, okay, I'm done. I don't want to work for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. No, yeah. It's a good realization to have, yeah. especially. Yeah. yeah. And I am glad that I had that in my house, like with my dad. Um, but like, like I said, my dad is, he is an entrepreneur like that. Um, but he does know when, you know, you have to like shut up and do your own work. I mean, he worked for someone too. And he tells me a story all the time. He's an architect. So he worked for another architect firm where he was almost making more money than the guy he was working for. And he was like, I'm leaving one day. He was leaving. He was like, I'm leaving one day. And the guy wouldn't let him leave. He like jumped in front of the door. He's like, you're not leaving. Like, I need your work here. My dad's like, dude, I'm leaving. Like, yeah. you can't tell me I'm staying. Yeah. And that's like been my mindset the whole time. Like, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it for myself because mm-hmm. it's my name, my brand. I want to represent it. Totally. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a, it's a good lesson there, a life lesson too. You know? It's If you want to do something, just, fucking do it. just go and do it and make sure Some that you're a good representation. Years. 100%. It's kind of crazy. And I've, and you know, like when you start a business, like, I mean, my mom is like also a huge influence. So she, uh, she would like send me like these mentor programs and stuff like that. Oh, oh you awesome. should, you should follow these. They're awesome, but at the same time, my perspective of that is, yeah, I'm gonna listen to someone that also has started their own business and been successful and yada yada yada. But at the same time, I don't want to listen to someone. I want to do it myself. Yeah. I'd rather I fail multiple times doing it myself. Yeah, you want to learn? I, I gotta learn. I don't want someone to hear. Here's the blueprint. That's how you're going to be successful. Like, yeah. that's not like, I'm not going to learn anything from like, that. Yeah, I a, need to do it. It's, it's like a franchise, you know? That's yeah, like a franchise it is. It's like, they just give you a model and they're like, okay, here's your, here you go. Like sometimes it doesn't go that way. Yeah, well, what, I, what I will say though, is like when you do it yourself, obviously like yeah. it's a, it's a different, it's, it's tough too, man. Like we're out here, we're small businesses. Yeah. And it's like, this doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Stops. I don't Never. stop. Never. I'm, I'm working from 8am to nine o'clock every day. It never ends. It's it's a you know it's the life we choose. You yeah, know, and, it's, and I and it, it's rewarding. Yeah, like when you see someone come in the door that comes through that door, steps on your carpet, they're like, wow, like they're here for you. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel good. Like, and I mean, I'm at, again, like I'm at the gym too. From where we just switched to key card access, so we're open four a.m. to midnight during sixty five days a year. Nice. I'm there. Most of those hours now. <laughs> and if you want to do something in the gym, you can't do it from 4 to 12. You do it after midnight when there's no one in the gym. Yeah. So I love it, though. It's, it is, it's almost like a natural high of, you know, like you walk in a building like this and you're like, this is mine. Like, I built this. Like, this is – like, people that come into the gym, it makes me happy because I'm like, okay, they like, respect and understand what I'm doing here. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. What, what are some of the things like – 
you know, coming up six months in, what were some challenges you had? Because I think it's a big thing to learn. Challenges, I think when you open a gym, it's almost like you open a restaurant, except you have to have a variety of different things. Um, there are just so many types of gyms in all of New York and the world. And I think when we first opened, um, it was, we were trying to find a niche. So we had our identity where we were like, okay, we're like hardos and drink Starbucks, blah, blah, blah. We're fine. Like, <laughs> and I think when we opened, we were kind of were like, okay, uh, so now what, like what kind of people do we want coming here? Um, and before we opened, I would, we were all my friends and I, I mean, it's my company, but like I let my friends like have an input on it because they're, they're my family. Yeah, of course. Um, so we would go to 24 hour, all these gyms in the area and every gym we're like, what does this gym have that we should carry into our gym? And I think the hardest part was trying to make everyone happy. You can't make people, everyone happy. You can try and you can fail, but you, 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 it's, it's tough. Yeah. Um, I think for iron vault specifically, when we opened, we were not a powerlifting gym. I tell everyone this, we're not a powerlifting gym. We're just a gym that has the best powerlifting equipment in all of New York. I mean, that's what's made us famous, but we're not a powerlifting gym. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to walk in there right now, I think I could check the cameras. There's maybe like four people powerlifting. Everyone else is general fitness. Yeah. Um, but I think that has been the hardest part is trying to fight off a brand identity that it's good. It helps because that's pretty much carried us the whole way. Yeah. But being able to identify with everyone as a whole, that's, that's the hardest part without a doubt yeah well, that's definitely like gyms gyms are interesting because yeah. like you can have these powerhouses that you know you're not a general practitioner gym, yeah you're no. Of fitness, you know? no no yeah but again that's it's tough because when we first opened that was our goal was we didn't want to be affiliated as that type of gym so we didn't want it's like an overall gym yeah we didn't it was tough because we didn't want people like i'm my Nana is going to be pissed, but we didn't want like old people in the gym. And that was the point. Like we just wanted everyone that wanted to be in there that wanted to be legit. And that was the goal was to be a legit gym where people, it would kind of like weed out the people that were just, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym and just walk on the treadmill for five minutes and leave. And Mm -hmm. I mean, those people at the end of the day, they're members, like they pay the bills, but they, they kind of like deteriorate the nostalgia of the place. Yeah, that's been the hardest part. It's your, it's your, yeah, and that's definitely the hardest part. Is, I mean, I was not a powerlifter when I opened the gym okay. at all. Like, I didn't even watch powerlifting, and all of a sudden now I'm like two ten and I'm powerlifting now, yeah, and it's yeah. just like, oh my god, what is happening? <laughs> it's like your own issue, just grabbed on. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know. It's a good vibe though. That's cool, man. Yeah. Where do you see it going? Like, what do you? What are your goals for? Let's say what your business one year. What do you want to get to one year in like five years? Oh, five years. That's a big one. I mean, honestly, I think, I think you guys have a good setup where you have how many locations? Three, three, three. I mean, that's obviously my dream is I want to have three locations, three or four locations. Um, But really the goal with the gym is to make it almost like a destination gym. That's kind of been my goal is to make it a destination facility. Um, And I'm happy that it's, it's almost there. I would say we've only been open for five or six months, and yeah. it's almost there. I mean, we have people that come from Florida. Sweet, uh, two guys come from Sweden. Wow. Like we have people come from all over now, and that's like it's cool to see that because that's like the long term plan that's already happening five minutes, five months in. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the goal. Is I want to have 
I want to make it a destination where people are coming from all over. They're like, oh, that gym is cool. I really want to go there. I want to check it out. I want to buy a shirt from them. Like, that's really our vibe because I want to make it a fun environment. It's a dope culture. Yeah, and, that, and that's what it should be. I mean, you see gyms now. I mean, they have bland shirts. It's, what, it's like forget, something forget fitness. the gym owner's name. Um, Bradley something. Bradley Martin. Yeah. Zoo culture. Zoo culture. Yeah. He has a, a great, great he yeah. has a great and It's not vibe. just powerlifting. Yeah. It's just all over. Exactly. Like and that was the goal is to yeah. make it. I mean, when we first, when I first, I mean, I have a notebook at home, little notebook with like every gym in the entire country that I want to go to, stuff like that, just like brainstorm. Mm-hmm. And Zoo Culture was one of the gyms on that list. Did you go? I've never had the chance to go. I've been to Warhouse. You ever been to Warhouse in Pennsylvania? No, I've never heard. I tell everyone that was the day that I knew I wanted to open a gym when I went to there. I went there. Yeah, Dana Lynn Bailey and Rob. Yeah. And I went there and I came home and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to open a gym exactly like that. That is my dream. And that's what I'm saying. That was the goal is to make it a place where I'll drive three hours to go to a gym just because it's cool. Mm -hmm. And we have that now. And that's what's the coolest part is seeing people – and I ask everyone, I'm there every day, so I ask, I talk to people when they come in, when they buy day passes or shirts and stuff. And I'll ask, and I'll be like, well, how, how did you hear about us? And like, oh, well, I see this person posting all the time. I'm from New Hampshire, or I'm from California, or something like that. And it's so cool to see. Um, and then it's cool. It's it's rewarding. Yeah, that's the right word. It's super rewarding. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. And if that's what you want, that's really like a cool niche to have. It is. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm excited. I think... Dude, there's so much potential for so far only being open five months. Yeah. Um, and I mean, whatever happens is going to happen, but I know that I'm not going to let it ever fail. Like that's yeah, the yeah. way I am. I'm just going to never let it get to that point. Sure. It's good. I mean, that's, that goes into a mindset of a business owner, man. Yeah. Like, like I tell people all the time when they talk to me, I'm like, one, tell me your goals. Yeah. Cause if you don't have a goal and like a vision for where you want it to be, like there's what are you striving for? Yeah. Right. And then two, like, do you really want to do it? You know, that's, that's the hardest 100%. part. Like, are you ready to, <laughs> and I, I mean, even my parents, both being entrepreneurs, the same thing. They're like, are you ready to do this? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I mean, obviously there are going to be moments where you're like, I don't, am I ready for this? Mm-hmm. And there are moments where I'm like, I don't really want to go to work today. Yeah. But at the same time, I'll wake up and I'll lose sleep that I'm not there. Yeah. Like then that's, that, that's how I know I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, this is going to, I'm going to make this work. Like with every really cool. drop of blood in my body, I make it work. Yeah, I mean that, that's the mentality. It's, yeah, that's awesome. And I, I mean, it's fun. It is fun. I mean, I wake up. Well, you wake up every day, and you're like, I get to go to work today. Oh, totally. My yeah. own work. Yeah. I could break this, and I have to pay for it, but I can do it. And that's there's the just a, an overlying like drive. Yeah, hundred percent. It's you know, and and I, for the most part, my mindset is like, you know. I heard that Jeff Bezos say this like today's day one. Every yeah. day is day one. Day one. So when I wake up, that's it. Like I'm starting fresh. Yeah. I, I'm not off. I'm always on and I'm yeah. always going to keep going yeah. to keep moving forward. You know, that's kind of the way we have to be. Yeah, you have to be like that. And I think there's two types of people there's entrepreneurs that are super motivated and vocal and they they have quotes everywhere and they like to be self motivated. And then there's people that just like to put their head down and get through life. And that's like the way I am. Like, I don't like, I don't need to hear, like, I, I mean, I like Jeff Bezos and I mean, I listen to these other entrepreneurs and these speakers and stuff. And I mean, it's good to hear it, but at the same time, 
there are millions of people that hear that, and there's only one of me that are putting my nose down getting through oh, it. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So true. I'll, I'll listen to them, and I'll take what they say, but at the same time, I just block it out and just do my own thing. Yeah. Right. So where do you way. find the motivation from them? Like, how do you... You've always obviously been self-motivated. Kind yeah. Of kind of stick at eight years old. Stuff, um, I think... Where do I find the motivation? Because honestly, like, when I... The, the, the more I do this, the more I see it's like, that's the ticket, man. Yeah. Someone like that, where you're driving, yeah. your thoughts is not, like, you're not, you're not, you're going to yeah, keep yeah, growing yeah. because of your mind. Yeah. But like, you could have people who could say, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to listen to yeah, this. Yeah. I'm not do anything. Yeah. I think, so, you know, I honestly think, and that's like a, what motivates you. That's a big topic. I mean, like I said, playing division one lacrosse for four years, my, my coaches, I hate, I hated my coaches, but I love them at the same time. Like everyone hates their coaches, <laughs> but I'll never forget. I one game, um, one of our coaches, I think we were playing in a championship and one of my coaches was like, what are you going to do? What, what motivates you for this game? And everyone was saying certain things and friends and family and loved ones and stuff like that. And I don't remember what the, what he was saying, but it was almost like he was like, none of that matters at the end of the day, you have to do what you have to do. And I think that like kind of like stuck with me. Like you can be motivated by like individuals and loved ones and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. No one else is going to do it besides you. you and that's where I'm you. at. Yeah. yeah, and that's where that's what motivates me is at the end of the day, you know, I could open a gym and I could just hire someone to go do it. It would never succeed because I'm not the one there every every day pushing through yeah, it. Where's the drive? Yeah. And that's that stuck with me definitely the longest for right now is just being motivated by myself to be successful and do it on my own and do it for me. That's kind of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Some nuggets there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it falls on different types of people. Like I said, there's different types of people that are motivated by different things. I just think for me personally, it's always been, I'm going to do it because I want to be successful. What I do on my own terms and do it for myself. And in return, I'm doing it for everyone else. Mm -hmm. That's how I've been. Yeah. Nice and it sounds egotistic, but it's, but it's not. not. It's, it's like at the end of the day, that's your business. Yeah, and I, to be. It, that it's my it's it is my business, but I my goal is to be successful so everyone else is, can be at the table. Exactly. You know? yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome mindset. Yeah. Let, let's talk about like the specifics of the gym. Like, what does the gym look like? I walk into Iron Bolt. Like, what am I seeing? Oh, two very expensive glass doors. <laughs> <laughs> With huge burning in my wallet <laughs> but they look cool <laughs> what do they have on the door? oh god they have a giant ivy yeah. um we actually had them installed and they're see-through so i forgot what they're called they're massive glass doors and all of a sudden one day i was like you know what let's let's wrap them let's frost them so you can't see through them nice. and then after it happened i was like i just wasted all this money on these two giant glass doors and i just painted over them yeah i'm like why did i do this <laughs> but it looks good but uh, I think when you walk in the gym, the vibe is, it kind of just like hits you in the face. Um, I think the importance, the one thing that's super important about owning a gym is branding. I mean, branding is like the number one thing. Again, goes back to that terrible communications degree I got where I learned branding, mm-hmm. branding, marketing, public relations, graphic design. I do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so thankful that I didn't change my major is because I got to be able to use that stuff. So all the shirts you see, I designed them, everything, all the logos, everything I designed, which is, I'm cool. so thankful that I did that. Yeah, or I paid attention cool. in those classes. Yeah. Um, but no, like when you walk in the gym, um, everything's black and white, super simple. Nice. No colors. 
Um, I think other companies in Scarsdale have caught on to that vibe. Yeah. So now there's like two or three businesses that opened up right next door that are also black and white. Oh, really? So if you can't find Iron Vault, just look for Iron Vault. Don't look for the colors. Don't you have like a, a, like a brick wall or something? Yeah, so we have a giant brick wall. I actually might have to change it. I'm not... Not too sure. It says Iron Vault, and then giant letter says Culture, established in 2019. Nice. It's kind of like a centerpiece. So we have like spotlights. We can take pictures in front of it. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think what if I might change it up or not. I might do something new. I don't know. Always got to be changing. Yeah, of course. Someone just tagged me in a meme. Brick's cool though. Brick wall's cool. No, right? everything it brick is shape. awesome. Yeah, when we first came to the gym, vibe. yeah, when we first came to the gym, everything was drywall. Yeah. And I remember the guy was like, uh, "Do you like the drywall?" And I was like, "No." He's like, okay, so he started ripping off right in front of me. There's brick behind it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Thank perfect. God it's brick. Yes, yeah. perfect. So, yeah, no. That's what the agent did? The agent ripped the drywall? I mean, I'm telling you, like, I walked in that place. The workers were, like, just, like, cleaning or something. And the, I looked at the lady, the whatever, and she was like, do you like it? And I'm like, yeah. Um, can we get the paperwork tomorrow? She sends me. She's like, okay. And I look at the guy, and he's like, he's like, do you like the drywall? I don't know why he asked me that. And I'm like, uh, not really, no. So he just ripped, put his hand through the wall, ripped it off, and there was brick behind. And I was like, funny. oh my god, That's this, awesome. is, this is the place I have to take this place now. <laughs> That's really, really cool. So, like, where would you like? I know since you said that you want to open up other locations near in the near future, where where would your um I think location be? That's a that's a good question. Um, I do actually have. I would like to go out of New York. I'd like to go a little south. And maybe a little west. Um, but again, I like competition is always good, right? You always want healthy competition because healthy competition raises the bar for yeah. the industry you're in. It's the best way to look it at it. It is. It's the best. It, I mean, it. you think it is. And then there's people that come to your business and the cops have to remove them because they don't like your gym because they have their own gym. Um, is that a true that's story? happened. Well, yeah, that's happened, right? Yep. That's crazy. Yep, crazy. Uh, he actually tried to fight one. He actually fought one of our members, and the cops had to remove him. So he just um, came to work out there, and then like no, he came to, to fight you. me and the guy that were a member of his gym. He left his wow. gym to join our gym. Let's record the last one. All right, so Mike, where can our people find you at? We are huge on Instagram. We only do Instagram, yeah. um, but now we you can find us at um, at Iron Vault. Uh, our website is www.ironvault.house. Um, yeah, we do a lot of social media. Love social media. Big social media guy. <laughs> Most important. Yeah, it's yeah, our generation, man. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. No Facebook. Do you guys do Facebook? Yeah, we do everything. Uh, we don't do Facebook. We do Facebook's tough. <laughs> yeah, but our like our clients might be more Facebook. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. It's depending on clientele. I don't do any Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next thing I do. <laughs> exactly. You gotta be everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Right, thanks, Mike. Right, appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Iron Vault with Iron Health. There you go. Hope yeah. you guys enjoyed it. <laughs>